1: Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and welcome to Master Leadership. Great leaders ask great questions, and this podcast takes you on a journey to master leadership with questions that matter to leaders who matter with your host, Lily Sinabria. Hi, this is Lily, and welcome to Master Leadership, where we connect with leaders worldwide to gain insights on important topics to help us on our journey towards greater significance. If you would like to participate as a guest, or if you have a question that you would like to ask a guest, go to masterleadership.org for more information. Who am I? My
0: voiceover journey began with singing. Since around the time I started talking, it's still up for debate as to which I started first. Music has always been a way our family connects. When I was little, my dad would pull out his trusty guitar and my mom would sing to my sister and I at bedtime. Fast forward to 1993. Through gaming, Dungeons & Dragons to be exact, I was introduced to filk music, the music that's played at science fiction fantasy conventions. In 1994, I joined two friends from the fandom world to form an acoustic band called Urban Tapestry. In our time together, we've headlined at music conventions in Canada, the U.S., and Europe. My first voiceover work was in 1995 when I spent a year in a volunteer position with the Canadian National Institute for the Blind, CNIB, creating books on tape. And by tape, I mean real tape. Real to real, baby. Several years later, I took the leap to venture out on my own. And boy, has it been rewarding. I've done voiceover work in the healthcare, corporate, hospitality, political, and nonprofit sectors, among others. No matter your specific need, know that I'm a reliable partner in your business, and I provide super quick turnarounds because I know how fast your business moves. My number one goal is to make you look good.
1: Our interview will begin right after messages from our sponsors. Have you been wanting to launch your podcast and just haven't found the right resources? I launched Master Leadership Podcast in 2016, and it now ranks in top 1% globally. I've gathered all I've learned and created Master Your Podcast in a weekend course on Master Your Swag app so that you have everything you need to share your voice with the world, minus those excuses. So download Master Your Swag app on Google or Apple platforms to access the Master Your Podcast course and launch your podcast this weekend.
0: Welcome, Jody Krangle. How are you? I'm doing very
1: well. How are you doing, Lily? I'm doing really well. Excited to have you on the show. Are you ready to point to our listeners? I am. (laughs) All right, Jody. so tell us a bit about your path to leadership and what you're doing now. Well, I am a voice actor, so
0: I run my own business, and I've been doing that for 15 years full time now. And in that capacity I hire a lot of outsourcing people. So, <laughs> I guess in that capacity there's leadership. Yeah. I need to know every aspect of my business so that I can tell other people how to do it if I don't need to do it. <laughs> right. So it's pretty important. Uh but yeah, I have uh my voiceover business. I do mostly marketing and advertising, so I help other people make money with my voice. <laughs> (laughs) And then I also have a podcast called Audio Branding, the hidden gem of marketing, where I talk about the power of sound and why it shouldn't be an afterthought in people's promotions and companies promotions. So I talk to a lot of audio branding companies, and I talk to people who are in healing with sound people who are in all sorts of aspects of sound and how important it is in our daily lives, you know, not just our buying decisions. (laughs) So uh, yeah, it's pretty important. And I've been doing that for over two years now, I started in November 2019. And uh, it's been really interesting. I have learned a ton. And I've made some really fantastic contacts with some very talented people. Yeah, and friends,
1: you know, I've made friends with people who are super talented, and I want to help promote. So that's always a good thing, too. So of course, when you say you're a voice actor, all of a sudden, everything stops, and I start listening to your voice. (laughs) (laughs) It's wonderful. I love it. Um, well, thank so, you. you. Know, when I think about voice, I think of how important it is in leadership to have a voice, to actually find it, to claim it, to develop it, and expand it. And certainly what you do is important. I tend to do projects that are five minutes of
0: finished audio or less, which tends to be in the commercial corporate narration, IVR telephone kiosks work, like all sorts of announcements, you know, uh, that kind of thing. Mostly because for me, the passion of this is that it's different every day. I don't want to be doing the same thing for a month and a half. (laughs) So for me, I can get these jobs done really quickly and exactly as my clients want them with a minimum of fuss, which is the whole point. I'm not here to waste anyone's time. And certainly having done this for long enough that I can control my voice enough to give them what they want the first time, it really is a very interesting day because every day is different. I could have a a completely different job from one day to the next. So I like that about it.
1: (laughs) I absolutely love that. That does speak to me. It's so funny. I look back on my profession and what I've done and I've lived my life that way where I want to have fun in what I do and I want every day to be the same. So I guess that's why all entrepreneurs do what they do. They probably, (laughs) even their passion. And so as someone listening to you right now and what you offer, Where can we connect with you to get more information on what you do?
0: Well, my website is at voiceoversandvocals.com and anyone who goes there will find also the podcast so they can listen to various episodes on any topic they might be interested in having to do with sound and I have in the blog separated out by topics so you can decide whether you want to talk about music or healing or audio branding which is becoming quite a buzzword these days (laughs) or sonic branding a lot of people will call it sonic branding so there's different ways of finding the content and of course if anyone wants to talk about their project for voiceovers and needs a voice and they think mine might match their branding I'm definitely open to talking about that.
1: <laughs> you have a beautiful voice. And so this is the first time that I'm hearing of audio branding. So mm-hmm. um, I'm assuming that some listeners also are like, whoa, what is that? So <laughs> yeah. in a nutshell, tell us what that is.
0: It's basically the sounds that are part of your brand in the way that your visuals are a part of your brand. It's another aspect of the DNA of who you are as a company. And the sound is just as important as the visuals. If you have a logo and you've spent millions of dollars on getting that logo, or, you know, however much you've spent, it's usually a decent amount, you know what fonts you use, you know what colors you use, it all is meant to make an emotional impact on people that are experiencing your brand for the first time, or many times. And audio can be a part of that and should be a part of that because we're getting into the era now where a lot of things, we're only hearing them, we're not seeing them because, you know, we all have, well, not all of us, but a lot of us have Google Home or Alexa in our houses. Right. We're listening to things because we're doing other things at the moment. We're washing the dishes or listening to a podcast at the same time, whatever, you know, all of these things. We are so busy now. <laughs> There's so much going on that, It's really hard to be able to sit down and visually put all your attention on something. It's very hard. As much as people say video is the way to go. Yeah, it definitely does catch your attention when you have that attention to give. (laughs) Imagine what happens when you don't. When you don't, it's the audio. That's the big important part because you can do other things
1: while you're listening to the audio and still get what the audio wants you to get. That's, you know, one of the many reasons I started my podcast and I thought it was such a plus because the leaders that I want to connect with are those who are busy, are those who don't have the time to watch a video. We can reach them with the important work that we do. And so definitely love it. All right. So as a lifelong learner, Jodi, what are you learning right now?
0: Well, I'm learning audio engineering, actually. I'm taking a course on how to better use my equipment, pretty much, because especially during the pandemic, a lot of us have had to have home studios, and I've had one for years and years and years. That's how I've done my business, because I'm probably about 45 minutes without traffic outside of a downtown hub, and I don't wanna have to drive to downtown Toronto all the time. That just is not fun. (laughs) (laughs) That takes an hour and a half out of my day one way. Not fun. So I have a studio, as you can see, and I make sure that my studio is as good as it possibly can be and that I know my equipment and I know how to run it and I can do remote sessions with no problem and just understanding what it is I'm doing a lot better. I'm kind of a type A personality. And if I don't have things planned and researched, I'm nervous, I'm not happy. (laughs) So I want to make sure that I know as much as I possibly can, just to make sure that if anything happens, I know what to do. And,
1: you know, it's just like
0: anybody, right? We like to know what we're doing before we get into it
1: it's part of your integrity and how you serve your clients, right? You want to make sure that you're equipped well so that you can serve them in the best capacity that you can. And so very much. um, So yeah. So love it. All right. So let's continue to talk about leadership here. So when you think of leadership today, Jody, what most concerns you and what are you most hopeful about?
0: Especially from an audio point of view, I want to hear diverse voices. I want to hear more than just the white guys and white women Mm -hmm. I happen to be one of them so yeah (laughs) but you know I want to hear more people out there getting their points across and able to express their opinion and be heard and audibly I think that's really important for all of us because you know there's a whole bunch of different people on this planet and all of them deserve to be represented Mm -hmm. and to see themselves on the screen or in a commercial or on a stage uh wherever you know And I think it's really important for us to understand that because educationally, I think it also helps people understand that they're not alone in the world (laughs) and there are things that we need to pay attention to. And leadership has the ability to make that happen and should. I think it's a responsibility.
1: Absolutely. Now on your podcast, do you interview guests? I do. Yeah do. So here's a call to diverse
0: leaders to connect with you too. totally Yeah, if you have anything to do with sound, and you are working in the area of sound on behalf of clients, I am totally up to talking with you. And I actually have had someone her name is Latanya J. Pegues, who's been on the show talking about diversity. She's a diversity coach. But she's also becoming a voice actor, (laughs) which has been really interesting. So the combo of that was a great combination for the show, which I really it's actually a recent episode. So
1: all right. So here's an option. You have a choice. You can take a question from a former guest or you can share a challenge or a struggle that you learned from. You know, I'd love to take a question because those are fun. Okay. So Michelle McLeod wants to know, how are you cultivating authenticity for yourself and for the organizational community?
0: It's an interesting question. I think as a voice actor specifically, authenticity is another one of those buzzwords that a lot of us are really having to deal with and learn because this is an acting profession. And you're acting, but if you aren't acting and being authentic in that- You can hear it. Being other people or or saying stuff for other people, you can definitely hear it. Yeah, yeah, you really can. So in my case, that actually takes coaching. And a lot of actual vocal coaches and voice coaches, they talk about this. And, you know, we all wear different masks for different people and different situations, right? But yeah. there's a core of who we are in that, that we need to be able to tap into no matter where we are, no matter who we're talking to. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, yes, I'm learning better acting, but I'm also learning how to better tap into that core of who I am, and relating that in ways that are appropriate for whatever situation I'm in. Mm -hmm. And that takes time and it takes practice. And it's not going to be perfect right off the bat, especially when it comes to coaching and voiceovers. But it is something that you learn as you get older. And I think it's just something that when you deal with other people, when you work with other people, when you speak with other people, you learn how to get your point across in a way that makes them feel like they're being heard at the
1: same time. I think it's a
0: give and take. And I don't think it's just a give.
1: So help me through the process, because as you were talking, I imagine that if you have a client that wants you to help them with their message. Mm -hmm. You've not been familiar with their lane before. So what's the process that you go through to actually get to that authentic voice? A lot of it for me has to do with
0: music because at my core, I'm a musician. That's how I got into voice acting in the first place. So for me, music is where I find my emotional context for whatever it is that I'm speaking. Mm -hmm. And when a client can give me the background music that they're thinking of putting on this video or this commercial or whatever it is they're producing, that gets me to the tone that they need in a heartbeat it gets me right there. But ultimately, even if I'm not familiar with their exact lane, I have experience with parallel lanes. And those parallel lanes is where I draw my experience from. So it may not be their exact company. But maybe I've heard of another company doing something pretty similar. And I really appreciated that. And I thought it was groundbreaking and all of this kind of thing that they would want in their video. And You call upon those experiences, whether or not they were from that exact company, and you bring it into your performance. So it really is finding that authenticity by relating to having empathy for all of this is part of the performance.
1: That's where authenticity would come from. And it's not as easy. Okay, let me just read this script. But to find out authenticity, you do the research. Oh, yeah.
0: You have to look at whatever, if they have a podcast, you listen to a little of the podcast, you look at their website, you look at who is in the company and what they do. What are specific tasks that certain people in the company do? What are they proud of? A lot of the things that they'll put on their website are things that they're already proud of that are not exactly what you're doing, but it's pretty close. And you can see that they're really interested in what they're doing. And it's my job to be interested
1: in what they're doing. <laughs> right. And that's where leadership kicks in, too. And, and what I think about when I think of leadership is how we need to value those around us. Sure. You know, that listening, that research, really tapping into, find the parallel. It's about adding value to others, because the end product is that mm-hmm. you adding value to your client as they find their voice, as they develop, expand it. Really cool. Stuff. All right. So as a listener of this podcast, is there a question that you have for a future leadership guest? Like, what are you curious about, Jodi?
0: You know, I'm curious about conferences, especially now that things are starting to open up again. I am curious what people go to conferences for. Like, do they only stay in their own industry for conferences or do they go to conferences outside of their industry to see what people who maybe experience their brand are looking for on the outside? So I'm always curious as to how people are relating with people outside of their own little group. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean?
1: (laughs) It's an interesting question, so I'll respond from my perspective and my- By all means, yeah. (laughs) When I think of conferences, I don't like to waste time. When I go to conferences, one of the things for me that's super important is who's going to be there? Obviously, the presenters are super important, but who else is going to be there? Um, Who am I going to spend time with? Oh, Um, yeah.
0: Those hallway conversations, those are the best ones.
1: (laughs) Absolutely, right? Absolutely. Who who are you networking with? I'm I'm Mm -hmm. also- Thinking about not just in my industry and leadership, but I also want to know more about self-development. How can I push myself more? Those conferences where you're experiencing things and doing the transformational work. These are probably the hardest conferences. But, you know, when I think of that, when I decide where to go... That's important. And I'm pretty picky because I am in the education space and there's a lot of professional development that I've been to. It's a lot of sit and get. And good Lord, no, I don't want to waste time. So it's just a perspective of one leader, but this is a good question. Okay. So is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? You
0: know, the only other thing that I will share is that failure isn't an ending, it's a beginning. Ooh, tell and me. well, you learn from failures, mm-hmm. you get better at things from failing. And I think it's important for people to not be afraid of that. I think a lot of us are afraid of that. I'm a Gen X, so I don't know about you. But yeah, failure was not an option. <laughs> um, and I think I had to overcome a lot of that in order to become an entrepreneur in order to do things that I had the potential to fail at. (laughs) And it does take some getting over your internal training i guess as we go through life but i think it's important to do that because then you're okay with trying things you're okay with getting out there and doing things that you may not be the best at when you start that's key i mean i would not be in voiceover if that was my
1: attitude (laughs) because
0: i did not start out doing this really well
1: Okay, so tell us, because those are stories that I love. And those are Mm -hmm. stories that inspire. Tell us of a failure that helped you to persevere, right? You got through it. Um, So tell us your story.
0: Well, I have actually been self-employed since about 1999 and even before that i was telecommuting so i've been doing that a long long time and i had to learn that first of all you know how do you get your work done when no one's looking over your shoulder you have to be pretty self-disciplined
1: right it's not easy
0: it is not easy. easy no you're right so i had to fall on my face a couple of times and be caught out by not doing what i needed to do before i really buckled down and realized yeah no one's gonna look at me no one's gonna tell me what to do. But if I don't get the work done, I don't get paid. Uh You know, I mean, (laughs) you have to learn that. And often you have to learn that in an embarrassing way so that you never want to do it again. (laughs) For me, when I first decided that I was going to do voiceover, I was already online, I had been doing internet marketing and SEO for a number of years, probably starting in 95. I had a songwriting resource on the web that I was promoting on a dime, I had no money at all and so i was learning at the very beginning of the internet really and figuring out how to do that once i did i was able to help other people do that so that was what i went into and i was self-employed doing that for a really long time when i went to do voiceover it was really just a focus switch for me because i was already self-employed so one day i was doing seo and internet marketing and one day i was doing voiceover but there was still a lot i needed to learn And I'm a musician, as I said, I'm a singer, but I didn't know anything about acting. And really, when it comes to voiceover, you need to know how to at least minimally believe what you're saying. And that is acting, no matter where, right, whether it's commercial or corporate narration, it's all acting. And I needed to learn that I needed to believe what I was speaking. And that took time. And it took many embarrassments of, wow, that sucked (laughs) before I actually, you know, figured this out. I went originally to a message board that was out there. This was in 2007 when I started and there were still message boards. So I went out, did my research, found this place, started participating, and then got my first demos done by a demo mill. And they're called a demo mill because they'll basically take anyone's money and make a beautiful sounding demo, but it doesn't matter whether or not your voice or your performance is actually front and center, you know, it it doesn't matter if it actually works for you. So they made a couple of demos for me and then I was all excited and put them up on this message board and went, yay, here are my professional demos. And everyone listened to them and went, "Ugh." That was bad, here's why. And then the guy who was the loudest criticizer of them, I had to take a moment, I had to sit back and be hurt for a bit. And then after that, I went to that guy and I said, I really wanna do this, help, what do I do? Why is this so bad? I don't understand. And he was a veteran actor from Chicago of like 30 years at the time, and this is 15 years ago. And he took me under his wing, and he would send me scripts, and I would send him an mp3, and he'd send me back uh, criticisms, and we'd go back and forth until he was happy. And that was really my first coach. And he did it for nothing. Like, he just took me under his wing and decided he was going to help because I asked, (laughs) which was really nice of him. There are people who are coaching now who ask for a lot of money for this kind of instruction. And uh, he very kindly helped me out there. And then from there, we kind of got to know each other and he helped me with another demo and et cetera, et cetera. But wow, like that first experience was a real slap in the face because up until probably that point, even if I hadn't been perfect at something, I'd been good enough to get by, right? I had never really had that experience where this is so bad, you will never get hired. Yeah. And that was the experience I needed to have before I learned that I needed to really put in some work into this, that it was something that I wasn't just going to succeed at, because I decided I was going to,
1: you know, Jodi, what I love about that story is that you didn't give up your ego was hurt, your pride was hurt, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah could have easily pivoted to something else and say, I tried this, let me do something else. I'm obviously obviously suck at it. So let me (laughs) do something else, right? Which, you know, we find ourselves in that situation sometimes. But what I love about your story is that you understood, like after you, you know, had to go through that process of really reflecting, because Mm -hmm. that's how we learn. We learn when we fall, we don't always learn when we fall, we learn when we fall and reflect. That's the key. Just like people say, you know, you learn from your experiences. No, you don't learn from your experiences. You learn when you reflect on your experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's not just falling down, it's the getting up part. What I like about this is that the way you got up was in a humble way. And what I found is that humility and wisdom go hand in hand. You cannot have wisdom without humility. And so as you did that, you grew in your knowledge, you were able to expand these experiences, this connection with this amazing coach. Mm-hmm. Had you not got yourself humble, had you not persevered, it would not have happened. And the fact that you were coached by someone with this expertise is such a bonus. It um, really so I, helped. Yeah. <laughs> I love your passion your professionalism, your authenticity, and sharing the story really goes deep because there's so many of us who have maybe given up, but it reminds us to continue. It reminds us that, you know, we can get our egos hurt, but we need to to grow in wisdom. Yeah, I
0: think it has to do with a lot of passion. You know, if you have a passion for something then nothing is gonna keep you down even if you aren't perfect at it to begin with. (laughs) And it's hard to admit sometimes that that's the case, but that's what being a
1: lifelong learner is all about, right? (laughs) Absolutely right. And so I want to thank you so much for adding value to me and to our listeners. It's been a fantastic conversation. I've learned a lot. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right, so have a great day. You too. In closing, here's a quick message